This is Chucks. I'm Austin Charles, and Charles Braxton is not with me today. He is on some uh, blinding pearl white beach under a tangerine sun and a popsicle blue sky. Today, well today well we're in Dayton, Ohio, and uh, <laughs> it's April 4th. There's a little snow blown by a wind that hates you. <laughs> and. Uh, but struggling produces perseverance, perseverance, character, character, hope, or suffering, uh, pure joy, and all that. And all that stuff. All that stuff, right. my brothers and sisters. Uh, but there is some <laughs> relational warmth in the room that you might recognize uh-huh. by the voice. Like and that, that is, uh, you call him Eric, I call him Fleming. Fleming. The United States government <clears throat> calls him uh, Eric Ride the Lightning, Flim Shady Fleming. Absolutely. Uh, he's on my the, social security card. It is. Right yep. there. Yeah. And um, <laughs> he's the middle school pastor here at Southbrook. More importantly, he's been... Uh, one of my best mates for the last 15 years, yeah. and hopefully 15 more if this Absolutely. place doesn't hopefully. kill us first. Right. <laughs> or, or we don't kill this place right. first, and, and thus the people kill us. We mess up something. No. That's very likely to happen. Super awesome, man, to, yeah. to be here on Chucked with all the, the Chucksters. Is that what you would call your listeners? I don't, I've thought of Chucked-sters? that. I've thought of that. And, uh, Chucksters or um, Chuckles. Right. <laughs> Fellow Chuckles. Okay. All right. Uh, but, man, the pressure and just the wisdom in this seat right now. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, it comes is, with the headset. My goodness, man. <laughs> The people that have come before. So this is a, this is exciting and mm-hmm. and very um, pressure filled. Yeah. yeah, man, goodness. Yeah. This is a, so the only other you know, people that have had that mic is Charles Braxton, yeah. Mac Mahan, yeah, uh, AJ Hawk, oh Ryan oh. Hawk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, great, great guys, yeah. great guys. Uh, first off, I uh, should ask you. <clears throat> I didn't even ask you about this yesterday. Um, how do you feel about Monday night? Oh, the the championship! Yeah. I gotta yeah. say, first, I I've never experienced such elation as I did five in the morning Tuesday morning when I woke up and mm-hmm. I saw that Villanova had blown cool. out Michigan. That's For great. those of you who don't That's know, great. Fleming is a huge Michigan fan. Yeah. So like, and, you uh, just alienated all your <laughs> <laughs> like they just completely turned off this podcast <laughs> right then with that right. It's completely uh, as muted. they should right. <laughs> Going to mute whatever he talks. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, it was ex- I, to be honest, it was expected. You know, it's just great mm-hmm. to you know to be in that position, playing on the last day of college basketball for mm-hmm. shot the championship. But man, you had to play a flawless game against by far the best team. Like, team what do they win every game? Oh my by gosh, digits. it was crazy. So yeah. my friends were texting me that whole day. What are you? What are you feeling? What are you feeling? I said, man, you know, it totally is not just to. A, a setup for you know a failure, <laughs> like to say, mm-hmm. oh, you know, I'm just happy to be here, right? Just to watch them play, which is truly what it was. Um, but man, like, yeah, as soon as that thing got going, the first ten minutes were the only exciting part of the game. Yeah. <laughs> when, when the, when fans, the ginger right? is lighting you up, you <laughs> right. just know. When, when they the call towel. Michael Jordan of Delaware, I'm like, I didn't know <laughs> Delaware got down like that. He's an athlete, though. Absolutely, my goodness, I didn't know Delaware balled like that. Yeah. So. Yeah, when you know Michigan looked fatigued, they just looked worn out trying mm-hmm. to trying to cover that team. And man, when you have Brunson, who what did he put up nine points? Yeah, was around the pine for most of that game. Didn't need him, the, the right? Ginger and that was... kid steps up. It's like, gosh, all right. Well, yeah. this was a cool run. So yeah, yeah. yeah I was all right. I, I, mm-hmm. I posted on social media to help me get through what I what I knew was going to happen. Some Bills donuts. That man, you know, just That'll some. Do it coping mechanisms so it wasn't that bad but yeah i'm gonna at least enjoy those a good excuse to enjoy that yeah so yeah, yeah. so uh, a few <clears> questions <throat> that i usually i've asked a lot of people uh, there are 10 questions and i think the last person i asked these questions was a hilarious awkward start to the conversation was was brian tome okay. um, i asked these questions <laughs> nice. to him <laughs> nice so it'll be a little warm-up it's always yeah, entertaining this is great. This is uh, what is your favorite word 
my favorite word. Yeah, we don't have a lot of time here, so mm. my favorite. <laughs> no, don't. Uh, no, I can't. Just hit it. Just hit it. Um, kerfuffle. Kerfuffle. Okay, kerfuffle. Let's do that. What is your least favorite word? Uh, uh, is it? Is it okay? Um, moist. I hate the word uh, moist. Yeah. I don't enjoy that. that. I think Rupa said that one too, but it's totally <laughs> how it is. I don't. What turns you on, creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Hmm. You can pick one of the three, or all three, or. Yeah, creatively, spiritually, or emotionally. Um, you know, I know we're talking about this later, but like for me, um, jumping into scripture obviously gets me um, scripturally and spiritually. But man, when I see it, like when we're going to talk about Paul, the apostle movie, man, seeing that thing visualized, like I told you, mm-hmm. I think we shared that a couple of days ago, that um, I do a good job of building in my head when I'm reading the, some of that text or some of Paul's missionary journeys. But when you see that on the screen, um, I just think, man, like it hits me on all three of those, like mm-hmm. especially uh, spiritually and emotionally, man, that was just, I love seeing that kind of portrayed. Um, and it, yeah, I was, I know you and I shared that we were pretty, I was pretty wrecked watching that mm-hmm. movie and it was just so eye opening and some of the things I know we're going to talk about, it just led me like, man, just a reminder of some things. Um, and so for me, like, as soon as I got done, I was like, man, that's where I'm going to, that's where I'm going now. I'm going to, I'm going to dive back into to Luke and Acts and just want to study on that mm-hmm. for the next month or so and chew on mm-hmm. that because it just, again, things that you knew and were, were reminded of and reinforced, it's now like, hey, let's, I want to get back in and, and mm-hmm. read through those again. So like, yeah, like I love, you know, we love media, love movies, love entertainment and stuff like that. But to see those two things uh, scripturally and spiritually kind of collide on the big screen was just mm-hmm. really cool. So like, yeah. What turns you off of either of those three? What turns me off? Um, what demotivates you? You know, you can't say management. <laughs> it was hilarious. It was great. say when you put in a box South and you Bridge really listening. can't, right? No, not like that at all. I think that's it, man. The thing about Southbrook is it's great. They let you, they let you be creative and, mm-hmm. and try new things. And that's where, you know, for me, that's, that's, that works well for me. Um, trying new things, learning new things, love history, love reading and seeing what others have done before. Um, I guess the opposite would be like, yeah, just, and it's not a reflection on management, but just business period of like, just, Hey, stay in your lane just do it the way we've always done it. Um, don't try anything new. We know that this has worked for us 20 years ago. We just want to continue doing that. Mm -hmm. Like instead of thinking, okay, how can we better reach uh, the younger generation or as things are, you know, evolving and changing, how do we come along and evolve and change with them? So yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hope that answers that question. Yeah. What's your favorite curse word? <laughs> Dude, you really tried to put the pressure on. My goodness. It, I'd like to have a job listen, after it lets, this. It lets the chuckles know who you, who you are. are. Favorite. Yeah. Brian Tomes was shit. <laughs> mine was mine was shit. I think Dad's was uh, shite. So that's, that's, of course, that's a right? popular one. Right, of course. I don't know if shit's don't... the one I use the most, but <laughs> it's my favorite one. The hard, oh the hard, the quick consonants mm. into the... <clears throat> the, the sharp vowel. I would say adding something on to shit, maybe like horse shit. Okay. Um, like getting very, you know, I think, um, I'm trying to Qualifying think that, that might have came out. What degree of shit it is. That might have came out, yeah, <laughs> Monday night. So, okay. yeah. Yeah, horse, dog, or bull. What's, any, what's any type of animal that you're throwing on with it? Like you could, that's the cool thing. It's Cats just, really underplayed, honestly. <laughs> I mean, how many people? Right. You, know, you have one syllable, you just throw one syllable. Any animal know? in there? It's yeah. just yeah. Can you just, use a two-syllable animal? Probably. Yeah, I think so. More three syllable elephant. Uh, yeah, like a. 
<laughs> a platypus. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Platypus. Oh, okay. Yeah, good. this was great. Good. What is yeah, what's, what's this week? What sound or noise do you love? Sound or noise? Um, I think is it noise where where together it comes together and it's I, th- I think it's called Hail to the Victors. Uh, so man, so like that's just a good one when you hear that after you win a game. Do you know right? all the which doesn't happen much? And in the state of Ohio, you don't hear it much. I know. You do know, you know like, all the words to "Hail to the Victors"? Yeah, yeah, I know the "Hail to the that Victors." That did not sound confident. Correct. Moving along. All you Michigan fans know okay. is some some Nike T-shirt, the, Jordan right. T-shirt. Right. Uh, hey, there's a goose um, or something out the side of the window. Yeah, it wants to get down. It wants to hear some Chuck having a goose shit. Oh gosh. What yeah. sound or noise do you hate? Oh man, like fingernails on a chalkboard, yeah. which yeah. also is like, even my wife could tell you around the house, like my daughter, who I love dearly, a six year old, <laughs> she can hit a note, <laughs> like just talking or like screams. It's like, oh my gosh. Like that pre 2000 Mariah my, Carey. My, <laughs> yeah. Where it's like, I'm waiting for all the glasses in the kitchen to just explode. <laughs> and it's like fingernails. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. So, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? To attempt, man, I would love. Um, I don't think it's a really lofty goal here, but like, like athletic director would be fun. Yeah. Like I worked in a, a, a what AD. level? Um, AD would be awesome. I like, mean, like what level? Like high school, college? Oh man, all, I, high school would be great. Like, cause the thing for me and being in, in student ministry, like one of the other things that I've always thought about doing is working within a school system. I did that before, before I moved here from Louisville, um, being a part of a school system and again working with students, but also a passion of mine. I enjoy working in sports. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be that would be cool. If you so. did college, you'd be more of a BD brothel yeah. director. There you go. <laughs> right anymore. <laughs> uh, shout out to your hometown, Louisville. Yeah, Louisville. <laughs> what profession would you not like to attempt other than your own? If it's your own, that's funny. I don't I don't know how I could I could work with um, like preschool. Mm. you know like mm-hmm. to that degree it's funny because you know baseball season starting up and Braden is very much involved with that and helping with his team and coaching like I watch it and I'm like I don't know how mm-hmm. how coaches do this like <laughs> on this level <laughs> like, like especially when he started like five it's like they're running all over the place I'm like oh my gosh like <laughs> my OCD task oriented mind can't handle this right now so mm-hmm. Yeah, working within that age group, but they're precious as all get out, right? Yeah. But like, man. From a distance. In an, or- <laughs> an organized chaos type of way. I don't know if I could do that. Yeah. Last question. If heaven should exist, what oh. would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Oh, yeah. Well done, good and faithful servant. <laughs> right? I have to go with that. How can yeah. I not go with that one? Yeah, if you just, if the, you just, if you just go classic. on about scripture and how much it means right. to you, you I mean, that's with... the classic, yeah. right? Yeah. Pound the back, high mm-hmm. five, handshake, and go blue, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was the Pavo questionnaire that you, uh, like many it. of you have heard on James Lipton's Inside the Actors <laughs> it was Studio. Totally <laughs> Your stack of index cards one is of, well I've seen, I've seen, I've said this on Chuck before, I've seen every episode of that show. It's like, it's like, I don't know how many seasons, like 15 or That's something. That's so great. Yeah. One of my favorites, Will Ferrell sketches. His little index cards. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, we both saw, it's, this, uh, it's April 4th, and uh, this past weekend was Easter weekend. Wow. Very important, important um, holiday and event for yeah. our faith. Kind of a big deal. <laughs> right, kind of a big deal. Um, and this past week, 
came out, uh, I believe it was in the past week it came out, mm-hmm. Paul the Apostle of Christ. I saw it last week. You saw it this yeah. this week, um, mm-hmm. Monday. Yep. And um, so what do you what, what did you take away from that that, uh, that movie? First, by bringing this topic up, we strongly recommend right. anyone seeing, seeing that. that um, um, it's just, you know, as, as a Christ follower, right, for, for, for many, Paul is that guy that mm-hmm. you love to read. You, you like, look to him, forefather of the early church, forefather of kind of some of the things where we are now. But watching that, man, it's like, goodness. You know, and, and to not ruin it, but kind of summarize that, you know, in that movie, Paul is in prison the whole time there in Rome, and he's working with Luke, and Luke's there to get an accounting of, of Paul's, like, life, his history, his mission, his ministry. Um, and it's cool just seeing <clears throat> him in prison sharing um, what Christ is mean, means to him, and you see him in one setting, which I think just, just um, is a perfect snapshot for me of that movie is where Luke is bothered with, you know, him ultimately going to his death, that this is going to end in death for you. And you remember that, that line where, he, again, the famous Philippians passage that to live is Christ and to die is gain as he's putting his hand on on Luke, which is like, my gosh. Like, again, you read it, you visualize it, but to see it like that, it's like, my goodness, just wrecks you and mm-hmm. does to see that the church that early church and the persecution and uh, during uh, Nero's reign and all the nasty stuff that is going on um, and Paul's constant response like you know is love we love we don't respond in violence mm-hmm. we just this is what Christ is all about and so it was just uh, just reminders to me that um, like the thing that you know, as churches move on and get to current positions of where we are today, there's we talked about that of the tendency to compromise on things or to try to parse what Jesus was saying or mm-hmm. uh, things that we th- we like to think maybe gray areas. So what is he saying there? And we were you know I was telling you that this is pretty black and white. There's mm-hmm. no there's no middle ground to Jesus's message on love, whether that's mm-hmm. just neighbors, whether it's enemies, no matter what we love. And Paul in that movie just in the midst of everything, it's just love abounds. Um, and mm-hmm. so for me, leaving there is just a, not only reinforcing what, what I know, but also like accountability, man. Do, do you live that out? Do you tend to compromise on love? Like, do you struggle if, if somebody doesn't see eye to eye with you on, on certain issues? Or as you see on social media, if it's right or left, do you, do you love in spite of? You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, man, it's just, it kind of hit me hard with that. And then the other thing was, like Paul, that you can consistently see in that movie that everything he does is to point to Christ. Everything. Mm -hmm. That Luke and even some of the followers want to attribute Paul to some of the things, and Paul's always deflecting. No, no, no. To live is Christ. It's not Mm -hmm. Paul. It's Christ. And so my takeaway was just like, man, do I do that? Is everything I do within my family, within the church, within the ministry, with the interactions I have with everyone, is everything I do pointing people to Christ? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, in all facets. So, yeah, it was just a, it was. Which is in, in John um, 14 and 15, I think, you know, if, if we have, if we were only given the two sentences out of two statements, two claims out of John 14 and 15, and that was all we had in scripture, our eternity would be sealed, which shows the magnitude and the effectiveness of Jesus's word and his claims, which is that I am the, the, the way, the truth, and the life, knowing it's the Father except through me, that, he, that it is Christ, and that as Paul is saying, as you're saying, to give credit, Christ is, is everything. 
and then love one another. This is my new command to you, right. love one another. Uh-huh. How many times does he say it in the last later chapters, later days of his life? Love one another, love one another. Um, if we were given those two statements, we'd, we'd have... We'd have everything, right? You know? Absolutely. And you, and you, you know, you talk. We, I know we going through this. The, uh, you know, how it, how you said it's so simple of what Jesus, um, his command. This is my new command to you: love one another, love, love your neighbor, love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you. He, uh, he, uh, brought it brought up a point um, or a quote from Francis Chan that I shared with you. That is, it is. Really funny, especially within the church environment. He says, Francis Chan says uh, in a sermon series, basic series, um, called Follow Jesus, words without action were never acceptable to Jesus. When my daughter comes to me and I say, go clean your room, she knows better. She's not going to come back a couple of hours later and say to me, hey, dad, I memorized what you said. You said, go clean your room. What I say to that is, oh, good job. That's what I wanted. Now, she's not going to say to me, uh, Dad, I can say, go clean your room in Greek. That's not going to fly with me. And she's not going to say, my friends and I, we're going to gather together every week, and we're going to study what it would look like if I went and cleaned my room. No, none of that's going to fly. Just go clean your room. She knows that. So why do we think this kind of thinking and talk is going to work with Jesus? Jesus would look at people and say, why do you call me Lord? And not do what I tell you to do. Why do you call me Lord if you're not going to do what I tell you to do? See, these words that we give without action have no meaning behind it. It's unacceptable to Jesus. Um, that command was of, of what defines the Christian faith, as it says in, uh, also in John, that this is how the world will recognize you, right? They, they were not, we're gonna, they're not going to recognize you for, because you call yourself a Christian, they're going to be recognized by your action. You know, I know right. for me, as I expressed to you, that that movie brought up in me that tr- fully transparent that it's very embarrassing to be a Christian a lot of times mm-hmm. to me. And uh, I'm not, I don't know if I'm proud to, to say that. Um, I don't know if it's right to say that. I don't care, honestly. It's embarrassing to be a Christian. Seeing the Paul, the apostle of Christ makes it, it makes me incredibly proud to be a follower of Christ. Mm-hmm. And one of those reasons is, is that in the, the, the miracle of that movie is that love happened. Love in the name of Christ, not love in the name of morality or humanity, but love in the name of Christ happened. And that's how the world knows we are Christ followers. Richard Dawkins, the right. renowned atheist professor at Oxford University, and... Um, a lot of other things. Uh, he had a atheist gathering years back on uh, like the, the Mall of America or somewhere in Washington D.C. And um, in it, he said, "You know, and I might have shared this on Chuck before, but it really uh, is appropriate for what we're talking about." He says, um, "If you see any of one of religion, but especially Christian, ridicule them, embarrass them, shame them, shame their ignorance, and mock them." He just goes on and on about it. And uh, Ravi Zacharias was asked about this, mm-hmm. and he said, uh, "Mr. Dawkins, I'll, I'll, I would, I would, I'll take it one step further. I would say, yes, do that. First, start in Saudi Arabia, <laughs> and then go to Iran and do that. Right. How bad is the Christian faith then? Mm-hmm. Because we give you the freedom mm-hmm. that you can stand there and do that. 
the Christian faith has been behind some <clears throat> some bad things, obviously. Right. Um, but I mean, this uh, this this love is is one that uh, is unprecedented. This is it's, it's the it's the credit to someone who who defeated the world not by combating sin with sin or right. or as it's as a as Priscilla and Aquila in the movie demonstrate to not combat hate with hate, murder with murder, because they're following their Christ who right. combated sin with surrender right. and love. Absolutely. And and again, you see that in that movie where the timing of some of the key scriptures that we read is exchanged between Paul and Luke, which is, again, brings the, those passages even more to life in the face of the uh, just the awful persecution facing the early church. Um Again, I think he's talking to Luke again. We don't, you know, they will know us by our love. Key verse that we all know, but to see it again play out in the context on screen and, and with the visuals, man, it just hits even harder, mm-hmm. um, that truth. Because, you know, in that story and, and what's playing out in, in, at that time is, you know, not to ruin it, but the the character in there, Cassius, is wanting to respond with violence as he mm-hmm. sees his brothers and, and kids be put to death and martyred for their faith, their, his response is, I want to cause an uprising and I want to get retribution, mm-hmm. where Persona Aquila are constantly trying to to, to uh, talk wisdom into him, and Paul the same way, and when Luke brings this back to him in prison, and Paul's just like, they'll know us by our love. Mm-hmm. We don't respond in violence. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it's just one of my favorite scriptures in all of the, of, of the Bible is 1 John 3, 18. You know, dear brother, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. And I constantly would t- say that to my students throughout student ministries. In fact, one of our mission trips to Jamaica, that was our shirt. Like, love uh, with words, without words of speech, but just an action and in truth. We can talk all day. We can talk all day um, and berate. But all that matters is how you live it out. And mm-hmm. I mean, like, words are at the end are, are dead to me, really. Like, your actions are how I know. Mm-hmm. And to see that movie, my goodness. Like, it's nothing we didn't already know. But yeah. again, putting it on a big screen and seeing that... Mm-hmm. It brings those words even more to life. So yeah. And if there's one more selling point for you, the <clears> listener, <throat> um, the ending just absolutely, um, it just totally wrecked me. Um, yeah, it's just, always a great text. You got to go see this movie. It completely wrecked me. It'll wreck you. Yeah. <laughs> I love that <laughs> text I said, that I got. I, I'm yeah, like, yo, he, said, he knows me all too well. Probably, probably <laughs> see it alone. And I would say it's you yeah, listening. Absolutely, uh, go see it with alone, or go see it with someone who uh, maybe you know will want to process, uh, you know, kind of internally afterwards, and not want to talk about it because it leaves you with such a sobering feeling of the um, just not just what. The early Christians, the early church went through, and what you know, I mean, one in every five minutes, a Christian is killed right. somewhere in the world, and that is still happening. Maybe not here, but um, we don't have it that bad. Um, yeah. But uh, but the the real, not just the persecution what the early church went through, but the I mean, the the verse that is polarizing in that is that my grace is sufficient in you and how he's Paul is overcoming his past. And the, and the ending scene where that kind of culminates with, Man. you know, after he dies is it, uh, it, yeah. it really knocks you over. Um, and it's, as you brought up, um, so, uh, timely that this is the 50th anniversary of Martin Luther yeah, King's yesterday. death. Yeah, yesterday. Yeah. yeah. 
It's, uh, it, it goes perfectly with this um, number one, who who King attributed his his work and his life to right. was Christ, right. and who uh, and, and and what he did, what he exemplified. You brought up the the letter in Birmingham and mm. uh, this this excerpt from it. Mm. Um, as it goes right with this topic, was not Jesus an extremist for love? Love your enemies, bless them who that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Was not Amos an extremist for justice? Let justice roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. Was not Paul an extremist for the Christian gospel? I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. Mm. Was not Martin Luther an extremist? Here I stand, I cannot do otherwise, so help me God. And John Bunyan, I will stay in jail to the end of my days before I make a butchery of my conscience. And Abraham Lincoln, this nation cannot survive half slave and half free. And Thomas Jefferson, hold, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. So the question is not whether we be extremists, but what kind of extremists will we be? Will we be extremists for hate or for love? Will we be extremists for preservation of injustice or for the extension of justice in that dramatic scene on Calvary's hill, three men were crucified. We must never forget that all three were crucified for the same crime, the crime of extremism. Two were extremists for immortality, immorality, and thus fell below their environment. The other, Jesus Christ, was an extremist for love, truth, and goodness, and thereby rose above his environment. Perhaps the South, the nation, and the world are in dire need of creative extremists. That was Martin Luther King from a Birmingham jail cell. Incredible. It's just incredible. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, coming out of that movie Monday and the reminder, you know, as, as you get, get ready for that anniversary of MLK and his death, man, the parallels are unbelievable. You know, again, writing this from a jail cell, not knowing how much longer he has to live. But the massive theme of that letter is love as a conduit for what we're doing here. Not to respond in violence, not to respond in hate, but a man fighting for equality uh, for all people, that we're all created equal, right? Mm -hmm. and, and Paul, the same way, as he says in Galatians, right? In this kingdom, in Christ's kingdom, there's neither Jew nor Gentile, right? Slave nor free, woman nor man, we're all one in Christ, and mm -hmm. to see that 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 play out in Paul's ministry and in the early church, and that Christ is about a multi-ethnic, diversity-laden church, right? Mm -hmm. Like we're all equal, and and the timing of this was just a reminder. It's like, man, Martin Luther is a, a man. I just again, it was. It's one of those where it's a reminder where it's where I want to throw my thrust myself into to more mm -hmm. study of of him and who that man was. Like we know mm -hmm. what we know. It's been painted through history, and, and one of the things that I was reading this morning about him is like how many people, not only on the opposite side of of what he stood for, but even on his side, who had issues with how peaceful he was handling things. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you have people on his side of the argument that wanted to respond in violence, and he and again his response is love, peaceful marches, mm -hmm. uh, peaceful gatherings. But we're during those times we're speaking out against these atrocities, mm -hmm. uh, but we're not responding the way the world wants us to. We're not responding in hate or violence. 
love is the conduit. Mm-hmm. And it was just, just again, blew my mind as we see, come out of that movie and see Paul and, and what Christ stood for and what Paul stood for and, and to see what Martin Luther did for the civil rights movement and what he stood for. Mm-hmm. Um, again, love. We do this in love. And he's not doing it for Martin Luther. He's doing it for all people, but he's doing it ultimately for Christ. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was just... He, he was a man that truly had the spirit with him. You know, social good, uh, in the name of social good, is uh, it's, it's, it's will-sustained. You know, it's, it's self-sustained. It, 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 has, it has a very fragile um, foundation. Martin Luther King was truly a disciple of, of and follower in the name of Christ because he walked in that spirit and that where his that's where his wisdom and that's where his actions um, they came from. I wonder how effective Martin Luther King would be fifty years from his death had he not done anything in Christ's name. I mean, had he had he not had it, had it been sheerly uh, like this this willpower sustained um, social do-gooder. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but I know, I, I sense the, the pride that the African-American community has in Martin Luther King. What more than the pride should I have in the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the one who is the answer to the four greatest um, questions we have in our life. Um, Origin, where did we come from? Morality, what, um, how should we behave? Um, meaning, what is the what is the purpose in destiny? Where 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 are we going? Those four essential world what what defines your worldview that everyone for the last thousands of years, philosophers to mathematicians and scientists have been, have been asking, where did I come from? What is what is moral law? What is my meaning? Where am I going? Until we understand the desperate case, the desperate state of the human condition, Christ won't make sense. And you have Martin Luther King, who's someone who reconciled with, um, with his bitterness. I think not that he, he was. I think he was rid of. I don't think he was rid of that, right. but he reconciled that with the great counselor that Christ left with us, Absolutely. and uh, therefore he was able to, to live in that love, um, that love that came from the one, the authority that knew where we came from, that knew how we should morally behave that knew our meaning, knew our worth, and that knew um, where we were going if we wanted that. Right. You know? And I think it is just interesting as we, you know, again, we reflect on that. It happened, geez, 50 years ago today that not only is he very Pauline-like in the way he, he, he almost, you know, he preaches, uh, the way he composes a letter from a jail cell, you know, mm-hmm. he, he, but a lot of things I think that we all struggle with of a past or a history, mm-hmm. you know, some of the uh, mistakes he made that were very much demons in his life, like Paul, you know, you see mm-hmm. that in the jail cell where he's awoken in the middle of the night by the faces mm-hmm. that he put to death or, or mm-hmm. a witness being put to death or persecuted. And that's where that line came out that you mentioned earlier that where he whispers to himself constantly, your grace is sufficient, your mm-hmm. grace is sufficient. And you see him try to go back to sleep in the midst mm-hmm. of that. 
uh, same with Martin Luther, the things he dealt with and the demons of his past or mistakes he has made that, it, you know, many, many writers said he, he looked to Paul's life to help him through those times. Mm -hmm. So the, the things he was struggling with in his past and that, you know, that, that intersection of Christ in his life and how he, again, like we talked about in our Easter service and just being made new in that, mm -hmm. that we may walk with these things and we still struggle with these things, but that Christ tells us. Uh, you have been made new, making mm -hmm. all things new, and how your dad eloquently put it this past week in such a great service. Um, she's um, that we see that everywhere around us: mm -hmm. yeah, death, resurrection, death, and resurrection. And that's another time. What what I love about spring is the visual reminder of that resurrection, right? Mm -hmm. As brutally cold and awful winter as we see this resurrection play out in spring mm -hmm. of everything come back to life. It's the yearly seasonally reminder of what Christ did for us and for our lives, that we are dead with all the the mistakes in the past we have made, that we were dead in transgressions, but he made us new. Mm -hmm. He's resurrected us with him. And mm -hmm. so all of these things, just the, the links between you know that movie, um, what today means, and, and history with the civil rights movement, and what Martin Luther King did with his life, all of that to say that man, you know, without Christ, there's nothing. Mm -hmm. You know, again, like Paul put it, this is this is what we do it for. This is all we do it for. If Christ is not raised from the dead, and make things new, we're just mm -hmm. a sounding gong, right? That yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Um, Never so. forget the cross. Right. Um, yeah, I think, kind of to to close for the for the listener, uh, an application. Um, the uh, the one question that I don't think moralists can answer is the is is the the topic of forgiveness. If you you know, or the 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 agnostic. Um, if you if you if you know there's evil in the world and you know there's good, if you know there's good, then there is a moral law. And if there's a moral law, then there's a moral law giver. That which who they're trying to disprove within their title. But there there is no answer for them for forgiveness unless you remember the cross. And so, I think that's why humanists or moralists this this love each other is a great commandment. It's it's a great idea. But we cannot get there unless we understand forgiveness and where forgiveness comes from, unless we pick up our mat, right? Unless we, when we're done with that life and we reconcile and we turn, you know, and we, as Jesus told the woman to, to, uh, to reconcile, to turn, repent and, 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 and go on and, and forgive, um, forgive the past with the action that, um, um, and then, and then we can live out of love. I would ask the listener to, to kind of, Take a moment and and ask yourself um, what thoughts you have in the privacy of your own mind. Thoughts of greed, of lust, of pride. How would you feel if those thoughts were made public? Christ, he knows where you came from. He knows your origin. He knows what you mean. He knows the morality of life and he knows where you're going. The four great questions of philosophers but what do you want? He who has ears, let him hear. Intent is prior to content. What do you want? If you really want to live a life of love, first, go and be reconciled with your past, as the great men have done in the name of Christ, and then uh, we can we can love from there. But, uh, but it comes from the cross, right? It comes from this season. And uh, we thank you for listening today.
And thanks to Fleming uh, for joining for me. me we're we'll have to do fun. it soon. Absolutely. We gotta do it, it again. Fun. I think people liked this. I think people like cool. like a little um, spit so. and swearing. I hope so. Um, yeah. I think it's right. <laughs> <laughs> Michigan uh, voice. They might not like that that much, but yeah, they, well, you know, we'll <laughs> it's we're just grace is sufficient the, for me. Right? <laughs> the character. Yeah. Thanks, guys. We'll uh, we'll talk soon. Mm-hmm.